Good morning and welcome back to the Junk Drawer Podcast of Pennsylvania. This is episode two. You are back with me, Angela, with double L's, by the way. Um, And this next topic, I feel like might end up being a multi-episode venture just because it has so many layers to it for me. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be venturing into the topic of the paranormal, um, ghost hunting, if you will, and just in general experiences in life with that particular topic. Um, I had mentioned in the pilot episode that this may be something I talk about, and in all honesty, this is something that truly fascinates me. Now, if you ask my husband, he would rather run, you know, 100 yards in the opposite direction, but um, for me, it is something that is super exciting and holds a lot of excitement, so... I guess we'll kind of start off um, with just kind of my views and experiences and what led to actually going to some overnight events and some um, places that we found here locally in Pennsylvania and then some out in some surrounding states um, to check out and the experiences there. Um, and I'd be really curious to hear about any listeners, what your experiences have been as well, because, you know, I feel like the more people that I just randomly talk to about this topic, the more I learn of very interesting encounters. Um, so for me personally, I feel like I am somebody that has always been kind of like an empath. I feed off of people's emotions and feelings. Um, I I think it's why I'm a people person. I think it's why people naturally gravitate towards me to tell me their life story in public randomly. I've had this since I've been a kid. Um, and I had some experiences with the paranormal when I was a kid. And essentially what that was is when I was around the age of seven, um, I had lost my grandfather, who I was extremely close with, my paternal grandfather, um, and I was devastated with the loss of him. And I remember going to school, um, going back to school after his death, and literally I cried all the time. I remember crying all the time. This is something that is so fresh to me. I, I literally remember it like it was yesterday. And I went to a small Catholic school in a very small Pennsylvania town. The way that the school was set up was it was located um, kind of off the side road, kind of cornfieldish appearance. Um, there was a church right across from it that was a part of the school, but, um, it had this huge expansive parking lot and then attached to this parking lot, it had a huge playground area that kind of had a crop of trees attached to it where you could walk in and there were these cement like tables and benches. And the way that it worked is when we would have lunchtime, we could not 
we had recess directly afterwards and we could not go out to recess until we had finished all of our lunch. Like literally everything. You had to like raise your hand and Sister Mary Catherine or Sister Patricia would come over and look at your plate and tell you if you could go, if you were dismissed. Um, so I remember some of my friends being real quick to get out there eating, you know, so they could go to recess and I was kind of lagging behind and I got dismissed and I remember walking out. I was walking out by myself. I was walking through the, the little bit of parking lot to get to the playground and I could hear my name being called plain as day and it sounded like my grandfather and I kept looking around and looking behind me you know I see my friends way off in the distance thinking like am I imagining things and then after hearing my name being called several times I finally just like stopped and listened and it was definitively my grandfather and it was him saying you know Angela I'm okay. I don't want you to worry about me. I'm in a better place. I'm so happy. I'm not in pain. Um, you know, just remember I love how much I love you. And, and that was it. And I just started bawling. I, I remember going home and telling my mom about what happened. And, you know, if you would ask my mom, even today, all these years later, like basically almost 30 years later, she would say like, yeah, uh, Angela was an exaggerator as a child. Um, I, I just assumed I enjoyed loving to tell stories, but, um, apparently the more response I got, the bigger and better the story got. So my mom would ask me over and over to recant this story. And I told my dad, I told my sisters, I told aunts, uncles, like different days, different times. And she said, I believed you because this story was verbatim every single time you told it. And she said, that just was not in your nature as a child. Every time you told a story, it varied or got bigger, grander. She said, this was exact every time you told it. So it was like, you know, I I had to believe you. I, you know, and I did believe you. And she said it was almost as though that experience helped you then deal with the grief. Like, yes, you were still a sad kid, but you weren't constantly crying in your room. You know, you were, you weren't, you know, not choosing not to eat and things like that. So to this day, I still remember it plain as day. And, um, that incident happens to me. And then later on in life, when my grandmother passed away, who was the wife of my grandfather that I'm talking about, um, and who I was also extremely close to, her her death was unexpected. She passed away in her sleep. Um, and I n- never felt like I really had a chance to say goodbye to her. Um, we were close, extremely close, even through her living in, a, in South Carolina, and I lived in Pennsylvania. We wrote to each other all the time. I got weekly letters. We talked on the phone. She was so supportive of everything I did in life and just an amazing, amazing woman. And so I never felt like I had a goodbye, proper goodbye with her that you would with somebody that you know is getting ready to pass. Um, And after she passed, I had experiences where in very distraught, stressful moments in life where I needed support, 
or guidance, I would smell her perfume. And this has happened in multiple different locations. So I can't even say like, oh, you know, it always happens in my parents' house and she used to visit my parents' house. No, it happened in different apartments I lived in. Um, it happened at my parents' house, uh, two different houses that they lived in. And um, it was extremely comforting. And I've told people these stories, you know, because I always say, why did you get interested in, you know, looking into going to places that have paranormal activity? And I would tell them the backstory. And some people think it's absolutely beautiful and lovely and believe it. And some think it's creepy. Um, but th that is my truth. Those are experiences I've had. And so therefore, I feel like because I've always believed and have it, had it, these experiences, I feel like in general, I am more open to seeing, feeling, and experiencing things um, out in the world. And, uh, you know, as, you know, I continued to grow into an adult, one thing that validated things for me was going to this local medium, uh, named Michelle Livingston. And it was very random how she came into my life and how I had connections with her, which was through my mother. My mother worked as a waitress at a, a restaurant um, I think this was around the time my aunt had passed away from cancer and we were still even, you know, a year out from that still rocked by her death, um, because we were with her over a multi-year battle and it was devastating. You know, it was devastating to watch someone you love deteriorate and just no longer be here. And, um, my mom came home the one day from work and she talks about this experience with this random woman that came up to her in work and like tried to give her this message from her sister. And this led to a conversation where she, I think this woman gave her a copy of a book she wrote and it explains in the book how she got her abilities. And if I remember correctly, she was in a car accident. And when she woke up from the car accident or when she was, <clears throat> um, in the hospital, she had these visions of how she needed to paint, um, these different like religious paintings. And by the time she, you know, she kept getting these visions and different mm -hmm. religious paintings that she needed to make. And at the end of making these like 12 paintings, she then got her ability to see and speak with, people that have passed. And this then became something she spoke about. Like she used to talk on a, a radio station, I think down here at 1.2. We didn't know that because it wasn't like it was a local radio station, but not one that we typically would have listened to. But, um, you know, my mom's encounter with her and then reading her book really struck something with her. And so I remember her inviting her to our house and she did this like group reading. She was spot on with stuff. You know, I remember my mom meticulously like taking pictures down, taking any identifying, you know, information. And it was just a sight to see. Like this woman was so spot on. She, she, uh, knew my sister and her boyfriend were together. She knew 
to like said when they were going to get engaged. Um, she talked about things in the future that ended up happening. It was just, it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. And I didn't participate at that time, but uh, years down the line, we would reconnect with her and do a small like family reading where my, my mom, her, her mom, my grandmother and my two sisters and I went. And it was during that encounter that she validated feelings and thoughts that I had in regards to my parent, my grandparents that had passed away. And she knew things and experiences that I had never breathed to another soul. And she validated for me that things that I experienced actually happened because she spelled it out and said, you know, this is what your grandfather's telling me. He remembers X, Y, and Z. And when he reached out to you at this time, and it was verbatim what happened. And one of the things that this Michelle Livingston told me was she said, you have a gift. You can feel other, you can feel, you know, the other side, you know, you have this empath ability and she's like, you know, embrace that. That is something that's truly special. And so ever since then, I feel like this has just become something that is so interesting to me because I've experienced it and I've, I'm open to it. So that is a little bit of background on my experiences. And so with that, I've had this interest in like going to places that have history of incidents and experiences and just seeing what it's like. And so in my early, early 20s, I would say pretty much the majority of my 20s, um, this was a fun like weekend activity. <laughs> most 20-year-olds most were out at the club, uh, you know, dressing up, hanging out with friends, uh, you know, drinking, whatever. That was not us. That was not our friend group. We were driving six hours, you know, out of state to go to an overnight at an abandoned facility, you know, to walk around for eight hours in the cold. And that was our excitement. Um, but how it started was there is this book. If you have never heard of this book, I highly suggest you get it. Uh, for us, it was called Weird Pennsylvania, but there, I don't know if it's in all 50 states that they have this book published, but I do know that they had like a weird Ohio, a weird South Carolina. And it's interesting because it provides different myths, legends, paranormal activity. It gives you these different stories and sites to check out that have had weird situations or events happen. And so we would pick out almost every weekend, we would pick a different location and, and we would go check it out. And then this expanded into other states because we had gone, um, in Pennsylvania, they have this place called Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. And it's in a, it's, no longer used, so we'll say abandoned um, penitentiary. And it has this, you know, established that there has been paranormal activity there over the years because of what's happened and the people that have died. And 
I'm pretty sure they do day tours still and they do like these overnights. Um, but definitely something cool to check out. So we did go out there. We did a weekend trip. We did the day tour and then, um, we did like an, an overnight tour and it was amazing. And I think that's what then fueled us to look into other states, which we ended up going to like a facility or a penitentiary in Ohio. We went to one down in West Virginia. We, that made us kind of look at surrounding states to see what they had in terms of those bigger facilities. And so it fueled this like ghost hunting surge during that time of life. And I recall having weird experiences at some of them. Uh, Like one facility we went to in uh, Ohio, there was a hallway we went down and I'll never forget. I got this like feeling down my neck. Like this is not a good place to be. There's bad energy. I don't know if it's bad energy, bad vibes, whatever. But Literally, I was like, let's turn around. It's time to turn around. I'm not trying to take anything home with me. Like, I prayed before we would go anywhere. When we would leave, I would say, like, you know, you are not welcome home with me. Like, whatever I'd seen in the movies or whatever I'd read up on, I did it just to ensure, you know, safety and being just cautious. Um, Because I'm not trying to take that kind of thing home with me. So... That, you know, those experiences is what made things interesting because, you know, you could kind of validate from being there that there's definitely something there. Um, One of the coolest places to go to, if any of my listeners have not been there, is the Gettysburg Battlefield. Um, This is something you need to go check out. I have been there multiple times. I've done multitude of different tours that they offer. They do car tours. You can do a double-decker bus tour. You can do a walking tour. There are so many options. But one of the things that they do, too, are these, like, historical tours you can do during the day. Or you can do these ghost tours at night. And honestly, you have to do a little bit of everything to truly and fully understand the history of what happened there. And I think once you have a grasp on that history, you are then able to understand the paranormal pieces that come along with it. Not only in these specific buildings that have been maintained, but even walking on parts of the battlefield. And I'll kind of start to wind down because, like I said, this will be a, multi, multi, um, a multi-step episode But to wind down, I can say the experience I had is when we were there for a walking tour at night, we had walked down, we were taken down to where I think it was an elementary school and then the elementary school butts up against the, the tree line that then takes you into the battlefield, which is protected. You can't, you know, be on it after hours, after dusk. If you do, there's people, you know, there's people that monitor it. Um, You'll get arrested, things of that nature. Well, as we were walking, you know, up towards that tree line and we were being given the history of how 
you know, this is where the Confederate soldiers would have come over into Gettysburg. They would have been walking in this direction. I felt my left arm from the shoulder down go completely ice cold, but yet the rest of my body was a normal temperature, completely fine. I thought, oh my God, am I imagining things? I had three people in my friend group that was with me feel my arm, feel both arms, and they're like, oh my God, your arm is ice. To the point that I said something to the man that was leading the tour. And he goes, oh my gosh, this has happened. This has happened actually quite a few times. He said, what it is, is because this is where a lot of the Confederate soldiers would have been coming into Gettysburg, walking into, he was like, at that time, any unmarried females were not allowed to be out in public unescorted. And so more than likely what you're feeling while your arm is cold is you have probably a Confederate soldier holding on to your arm to escort you as you're walking because it's at nighttime and you're an unmarried at the time I was unmarried. You're an unmarried woman. And this was like a respectful thing to do. And I was like, Oh, that's so sweet. And I remember one of my girlfriends, which we laughed so hard. She was like, my gosh, I didn't even get it. (laughs) I didn't even get an escort, you know, and I'm unmarried and it became like then the running joke, but you know, out of the group, out of the whole group that we were with, cause it wasn't just us. It was some other people too. I was towards the back end because I was taking pictures. I was trying to do like sound recordings. And so I'm sure that's probably why it happened to me is because I was not in with the main group either. Um, and I also truly believe it's because I'm willing to take it for what it is. So a really, really cool experience. I think probably most people were a little freaked out in the group when the guy was explaining it. But to me, I was just like, oh, that's sweet. (laughs) Um, so this is the closing of my first or my second episode, but the first talking about paranormal experience, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you take the time to subscribe and like and comment um, your experiences, suggestions of places to go locally to you or places you've been or heard about. Um, I also look forward to talking about this a little bit more in the next episode that will be coming out here um, to venture more into this paranormal realm and aspect. I hope you've enjoyed listening um, and have taken away something from this at least just opening your mind to the fact that there may be more out there than what you can see with the naked eye. Um, Sometimes a lot of the greatest things in life that we experience is through things that we feel. And I think having an open mindset just in general is so beneficial in life. And this is one of the great things that we have an opportunity to experience and connect with. So I look forward to hearing comments I hope you subscribe and come back for episode three, where we delve into a little bit more about uh, paranormal activity, paranormal experiences, and just the the mindset behind that. Um, So thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. And until next time.